Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. Uh, thanks to everybody that's listened all year to the DFS walkthrough and breakdown podcasts that we've had here on Saturdays. No radio show for us uh, tonight or this weekend as the whole crew is sort of traveling for the holidays, but it's just such a big week 17 slate that I wanted to get, uh, you know, at, at least get the podcast up. And of course, I couldn't do you know this big 15-game slate with so many cockamamie angles without bringing on my boy, a very special guest here to the pod. You've heard him before. He is The Siege. You can find him on Twitter, at The Siege DFS. He's the CEO of Arbor Pro and a contributor over at Fantasy Cruncher. Siege, thanks so much for finding some time today, brother. Hey, you, you, you wisely waited until Notre Dame had the big lead to ask. Very smart of you. <laughs> Notre, Notre Dame just putting the whooping on Iowa State and completely killing uh, a, a, a bunch of my pickums and just, I mean, Siege is just going to be tossing them back at the bar later for, due to this thing, man. But like you said, man, a good, a good, probably a good decision for you to head back home and not go to this game because it looks like an absolute snoozer at this point. Yeah, I, the weather was just so dicey and I got two trips coming up, you know, like like your staff, uh, you know, once football season ends, it's kind of like you can breathe for a little bit. Yeah. So I'm taking a vacation and then, of course, I'll be out for the uh, FSGA conference. So it was like, all right, I probably don't need three weekends in a row of vacation. Yeah, I feel you, man. All right. Well, so uh, just a, a quick reminder, no, no ad reads today, but just a, a thank you to our sponsor, Manscaped.com. You can get 20 right now by using promo code rosterwatch at Manscaped.com. You can get 20% off and free shipping. That's Manscaped.com, promo code rosterwatch. Give yourself the gift of some nice, uh, I don't some nice some nice uh, smooth balls for 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 christmas what's 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 better than that all right here we go siege let's get into this slate it's a monster it's a 15 gamer a lot of information to uh kind of go over here we can start with the chicago bears and minnesota vikings we have the bears as three and a half point favorites in this game a 41 and a half point total uh 61 of the tickets are actually on the vikings here to cover the three and a half points along with 56 percent of the money 58 percent of the tickets are on the under only 37 percent of the money on the under though so maybe you know not as much sharp support for the sentiment there as far as the under is concerned in this game which is kind of interesting to me because it looks like minnesota He's going to be resting a bunch of starters. We know we're going to get Sean Mannion at quarterback. No Kirk Cousins. No Dalvin Cook. As far as I know, we're still waiting on Alexander Madison. But I don't – I mean, they're saying no starters. And that guy sort of feels like a starter to me by now. Um, Then, you know, still waiting on Diggs. Still waiting on Thielen. It's a real messy deal there with Minnesota, which kind of makes me interested in the Chicago Bears defense. It's just they feel mispriced over on DraftKings at just twenty one hundred, and then I guess on the Bears the only other guy I'd I'd really have interest in would be Allen Robinson, Um, just because you know Minnesota's been just so bad this year. They've been so inexplicably bad. Siege like how is it? How is a Zimmer coach defense this bad in in the defensive secondary, especially if they're not going to have any of their. Uh, or if they're going to be down some of their starters, I just don't really know where the interest is in this game. I mean, you're a super tournament player. Like, I mean, Mannion's only 4,100. Do you think about stacking him with like an Ola B.C. Johnson or anything, or should we just kind of move on? Or like, what do you think about this game in, just in, in, in general? What did you say the total was? It was 40, uh, 41 and a half, I think. No, Let's see. not even. I don't know uh, what you're looking at. Find, find a new site. It's 36. No, no, no. It's 36. I'm sorry. I was just looking at the open. It was a 40, it, it opened at 41 and a half. Now it's at 36. My, my, yeah, it's, my, my bad. Yeah. I, it, I, for a 36 total, I think we've spent more time on this game than it's worthy of. Uh, as you mentioned, <laughs> no one from Minnesota is going to play. So uh, really it's kind of pointless. Like in Allen Robinson, uh, David Montgomery, I could see, but other than that, I think this game is a total stay away. How do you feel about the Bears' defense at forty-one? At just at just two point one k on DraftKings. Jamino over at Rondo Grinders has him at like twenty percent ownership. I can't imagine playing a chalk defense in Week Seventeen, just because it's Week Seventeen and all the variability of it. And like this game's going to be so slow. I want the guy who's just going to throw like four interceptions. You know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't really want a slow, boring run game where neither team really has anything to play for. So I, I kind of just have no interest in this game. 
Fair enough. Uh, how, how about Atlanta, Tampa Bay? This game is now a 47-and-a-half-point total. It's down from 50-and-a-half where it opened. This deal opened with Tampa Bay as two-point favorites. It's now at a pick 68% of the tickets on Atlanta, along with 74% of the money, 69% of the tickets on the over, only 37% of the money on the over in this game, though, Siege. And in a week for, like – I mean, could we look here for quarterbacks? Maybe. I mean, Jameis seems like he probably would be a probably would be a decent play. He has a couple of a uh, couple of milestones that he could reach with an absolutely you know really big game here. He needs 92 yards for 5,000 on the season. Um, you know, currently leading the league there. He can also get the what is it, the 30 touchdowns, 30 picks. But it's just it's kind of hard for me to go to Winston uh just knowing all he's got is Brashad like I can't pay up to stack him with Brashad Perriman at goddamn 6900 or whatever he costs it's, it's too expensive for me Atlanta I did notice that this is a tough week for props you know how much I love to look at those props siege but they just the, the sports books aren't putting them out right now because they don't know what the hell is going to happen with motivation playing time etc one they did have was for Julio Jones a really big one at nearly 100 yards and six and a half receptions but um I, I don't like Devontae Freeman. I don't really like any running backs usually versus the Tampa Bay defense. It seems like they've gotten a little bit better. I think this will be the game that most people stack. How do you see this? How do you see it going down? I mean, this, Atlanta, they've been playing hard, but now Dan Quinn, you know, they, they, they've effectively saved Dan Quinn's job. Do they let up off the gas? Do you, I mean, how much interest do you have here in this game, and what, how, how do you see the play shaking out? Yeah, so I actually love this game. Like I, I, along with I think most of the world, thinks that the 47 total is the place to be when all the other totals are low, lower. I, I know I'm breaking some news here. Uh, <laughs> but I, I've rostered Jameis every week, and I'm literally not stopping now. Like He is just like an amazing fantasy quarterback. I think he's really good, too, but I know that's a hot take, and it's whatever. It, it's fine. People are going to disagree with me. I just don't think interceptions are that big of a deal. Um like, what do you? What would you rather have? Derek Carr checking down for one yard, or throwing it out of bounds on fourth down, or a guy who's actually going to try to throw it down the field? So, I'm always going to be a Jameis truther, and I'm not going to stop now. I'm with you that Perriman's probably too expensive, but for me, I really like the tight ends here. I think Cameron Brait and OJ Howard are super cheap, and are probably the second or third best options. They both have gotten five plus targets in each of the last three games. They just haven't gotten the touchdown yet, but I kind of like the Jameis the tight end stack a little bit here. Do you think that – is there any – I mean, Justin Watson, is any interest there at all? It's just I – mean, is it just the tight – that's so weird that you just want to stack the, the tight ends. O.J. Howard has been so shitty. He's been not – he just hasn't caught a touchdown lately. Like, he's been catching the ball. Like, I don't mind Justin Watson on his DraftKings price. I think it's fine. I think he's an option. But, like, I – Perriman's price, I'm just going to have to fade. Like, all right. Fair enough. I, uh, I, I done it up till now, but now it's kind of just ridiculous. Any any Julio or Russell Gage or like it feels like on DraftKings it, it's it's silly and we'll get to it. I feel like on DraftKings it feels silly to do anything but play Dallas Goddard. But you know I think of things from more of a cash game perspective. Um, over on FanDuel though, Austin Hooper is four thousand dollars four hundred dollars less. Do you find yourself getting on any Hooper at all? No, not really. I, I kind of just think he's been not the same since he came back from the injury. So if I'm playing an Atlanta Falcon, it's probably Freeman or Julio. I'm you not going to get cute there. You don't mind the matchup for Freeman? You think it's fine? I mean, the matchup's pretty bad, but he could easily just catch a couple balls and get the rushing touchdowns in the red zone. So it's more of a touchdown upside play than like a yardage play. All right. Fair enough. No real, no real motivation in that game, but both teams have continued to kind of <laughs> both teams have continued to Jameis play. Winston's playing for a contract. Yeah. yeah he needs yeah, a contract. Sure. He said he's worth 30 million, even as <laughs> one of Jameis's. Biggest truth there is I, I had a laugh at that, too. <laughs> yeah, I think we all did. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, Miami and New England, we have a uh, – this thing's up, this thing's actually up to a 45-point total. Uh, opened up at 43.5. New England, 16.5-point favorites at home versus the shitty Miami Dolphins. 62% of the tickets and 62% of the money on Miami to cover here in this spot. They've been, you know, they've been playing better. I, I, it doesn't mean I'm interested in. I don't think I'm interested in a single Miami Dolphin here, though. Siege. I, I. It feels like a good way that you could afford the Patriots defense this week. For one, I think they'd be a great play, but a good way to afford them would be just to stack them with Sony Michelle, who's really cheap down here at only forty nine hundred. I'd be interested. I, 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 I know you're a big Patriots fan and a close observer of that team. 
What do you think of Michelle? And what do you think of Brady at 6K on DraftKings? Because I was just having the conversation on the on my Roto Grinder show with uh, with with two fellows you know very well, Kyle Kyle Murray and um, Derek Cardi, and we were arguing about Carson Wentz versus Tom Brady this week, and Kyle was worried that Tom Brady could get pulled if they got up, you know, super super early. Um, I'm, I don't know. Like, do you consider that to be anything that's a reasonable threat to his playing time and? Do you play Brady here? How do you see the things shaking out? Not really worried about the Brady playing time unless they just get out to a really big lead. Like if they get up like 24 or something, I guess I could see him getting benched because like the Dolphins realistically just can't score on this Patriots defense at all. Um, you know, Sony Michelle is interesting, I guess. I hadn't really thought about this as a Sony Michelle spot. I, I guess I kind of can see it if they just kind of want to run the ball, but I think the Patriots still have to work on their passing game. It's still been very inefficient. It's been very sloppy. And I think they have to figure out the red zone passing game like now. And so for me, I'm going to go back and kill Harry. And he's actually a really nice stack with that Pats defense because he's returning punts as well. So you can kind of get the double dip if he happens to run one back. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. anytime. I, anytime I can have any sort of justification to play Nikhil Harry, I'm gonna. You're a college guy, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yes. You yes, know he's know. gonna. You know he's a baller. Yes. Like that play against Kansas City where they like robbed him of the touchdown was so ridiculous. Yep. Yep. He, that was just such sick talent, and I was just sitting here like, please just don't go off in week 17 or eight or the playoffs when I have zero dollars invested in you in best balls. <laughs> so like I am just like I am gonna have to play him like every playoff slate like all the way because I am not letting him go off and me get zero profit on him after having been in preseason when he came back like the Kansas City game the guy is just so talented to be priced down here is just kind of silly I, I I wonder um I just want to look at it because the first time they played Miami that was down in Miami where they you know siege they've had sometimes they've gone down to Miami and kind of stumbled. You know, like they haven't always had the best games down there. But in that game, they did give the ball to Sony Michelle 21 times. He had uh, he had 83 uh, he had 83 yards with a long of 12 and one touchdown in that one. So he didn't exactly really go off. But I mean, 21 touches versus Miami you know, for 4,900 could be interesting. I just I mean, Rex Burkhead, James White. You never really know. You know, if that guy's if that guy could be getting could be getting vultured, but it just seems like this is the time of year where Sony Michelle could kind of come in handy for us. So uh, we'll talk about some of the other guys. The, the only problem is we're looking at DraftKings. He has some guys down there right around him that I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on, like the, uh, you know, the Damian Williams of the world. We have Ryquel Armstead that now looks like he's opened up for us. Um, we have guys like, uh, you know, Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, et cetera. So we'll talk about all Adrian Peterson. We'll talk about all those guys whenever we get to those games, but I, I do like the Nikhil Harry stuff. And then I, I mean, I'm just getting that you have no interest in anybody on the Miami dolphins. Correct. It's just, I know they've been no. playing better, but how could you fucking play any of these idiots? Right. I, I mean, I, I like, I mean, I've been high on the dolphins, like basically since like week four, I was just like, the dolphins aren't the worst team in the NFL. The dolphins are good. The dolphins aren't that bad. Um, but yeah, no, this is just, this is kind of like the reality check. Like, okay, we beat these bad teams. Now we're just going to get, yeah, destroyed into submission i love the pats d like i think this is a spot where they can go break the slate again and everyone just cries like oh it's not fair that the patriots defense scores so much here's an idea just play them yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like complaining that christian mccaffrey goes off all the time well yeah he's the best running back of course he's gonna go off just pay pay the money (laughs) right all right so let's move on we'll get to all those guys soon enough how about the Packers at the Lions? We have a 43.5 point total in this thing. The Packers uh, traveling to Detroit as 12.5 point favorites. It looks like the public is on Green Bay, but maybe not all of the sharp money, which I find kind of interesting. 60% of the public, uh, 60% of the tickets on Green Bay, only 45% of the money. It looks like both the public and the sharps here, though, uh, are in alignment with their sentiment towards the under 57% for the tickets and 61% for the money. Um, look, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is motivated here in this game. They got a, they got a, you know, they're going to, they're going to want to win here. Um, let me just see what the, so with the Packers, 
It's so they can finish with the number one seed, but they need the 49ers to lose later. Still, if they win, they're going to get a like basically win and it's a first round bye with a shot if the 49ers fall off later to get the to get the number one seed. Don't so they need is, the Saints to don't they need the Saints to lose to get a first round bye? I I'm not sh- no. No, I don't think so. You sure? So the, with the Saints, the Saints could get a first round bye if there is a if there is a if they win and there can be a loss by either the Packers or San Francisco. Oh, okay. Interesting. So Green Bay controls their own destiny. Yes, because they can Yes, because if they get if if they can get a win, they get at least the two yes. seeds. Yes, yeah. if they get a win, they I get guess at least that the two probably seeds. Makes me like the, all right, I guess I do like the Packers a little more than than I thought I was going to. I had that backwards in my head. I thought so, that the Saints controlled their own destiny. Um Yeah, at that point then like it's probably just Aaron Jones. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't that good. Like, can we just call it what it is? He's not good. No, I, I think that's – well, I just – I hate to say it about a guy that's been so good for so long, but he's like – he's not – Has he been that good though? Or did we just blame Mike McCarthy for all of his problems? Well, I mean, I think there was a little bit of that, but there was a point in time, man. See, we can't forget that even back in like 2009 through 2012 and stuff like that, like he was putting up numbers where people were talking about him. Like they were – there were legitimate conversations about whether he was the best of all time from a statistical Yeah, that was like point. three seasons ago though. Yeah, or, like, I mean, more like five, really, by now. That's what I mean. Like, like, he's been just hanging on reputation now for a while. Like, he's fallen off a cliff this year. Like, he had that one game against the Giants where he just happened to throw four one-yard touchdown passes. Like, yippee-doo-dah-day. Like, I think this is a pretty trappy spot for the Packers still. But, I mean, you know, if you want to play Jones or Adams and, I mean, go for it, I guess. You know where the touchdowns are going to go. But... Like I, I'm seeing that they're going to be pretty high owned, and at that point, I really don't have much interest. So, but I mean, I I, I love Aaron Jones though, and I'm I'm never a guy that plays Aaron Jones, but we we have no Jamal Williams in this game, and Aaron Jones. I was just reading an article in the Athletic. They like it's become clear around there that they're talking about the fact that he can beat Amon Green's um, Packers touchdown record from way back in 2003. If he gets one touchdown, he'll tie it. At tw- Can you believe he, he's had fucking 19 touchdowns this year? I mean, oh, trust me, I, been- I, I, I faded him most of the weeks. He's put up the four of the five. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's just I'm- a guy that's been, find me a guy that's been less dependable that's had that many touchdowns just on a week to week basis. He's so undependable on a week to week basis, but just the cumulative scoring out of that guy's been a monster. If he gets to 20, he'll tie it. If he gets to 21, he'll break it. And this matchup is sets up as a brilliant one. They're big favorites. So I think Aaron Jones is a guy who I'm certainly making a concerted effort to get in. It doesn't seem like you're quite as high on Aaron Jones as I am this week, and I'm a guy that's never high on him. I just hate Aaron Jones. Yeah, I, I am a resident hater. But <laughs> you're probably right with Jamal Williams being out in the record. Like, uh, you know, this is that's Aaron Jones is one of those players that I just, just like I'm never on until like Sunday or Saturday night, and you're just like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> just I, I, I kind of suspect it'll be set more of the same. It's like, do I need a hundred percent Christian McCaffrey? I guess I can lose some to get more Aaron Jones. Fine. That's going to be t- having the Christian McCaffrey talk with you is going to be interesting. Cause I, that's something I've been, I've, I've, I've played Christian McCaffrey on literally in my cash lineup on literally every slate. And I've been, I've played him in most of my tournament lineups in every slate. And it's been great to me all year. The, un- I, unbelievably, this is the, this is one of the let's just let's just get to that game next because that's a that's a new game too. Let's talk about New Orleans and Carolina. Uh, we have New Orleans is thirteen and a half point favorites in this thing. The total's down to 78 percent of the tickets on New Orleans, eighty four percent of the money on New Orleans. Oh, and Jesus, look at this! Only fifty four percent of the tickets on the under, but eighty three percent of the money on the under in this game. So, on the New Orleans side, I mean, with McCaffrey, you know, just we. So Davenport's going to be out again. I think Sheldon Rankins is going to be out again, which kind of hurts that that run-stopping front that's been pretty good this year. 
we get Christian McCaffrey. If he gets 69 more yards, he'll get to 1,000. 69 more receiving yards, he'll get to 1,000, 1,000. I believe it's, he's, you know what it is, 216 scrimmage yards he needs to, to, to break the record? For the I Chris, think it's 216. Chris, Chris Johnson's record. And I I've think looked, that's right. Scott Scott Turner has said this week that they're going to do everything he can to get the ball in his hands. My deal is, it's like, well, I mean, what else is new? That's all this team's done all year anyway. But uh, with some banged up wide receivers, it just feels like they, they're acting like Christian McCaffrey is going to be a complete go. He's really expensive. Um, it, it sounds like you're. It, it sounds like you're just continuing to find a way to find a way to get him in. Yeah, I, I am. Like, I just think they're going to try to get him the record. Like, what else are they going to do? Like, they also really want to give him – they also need a Will Greer evaluation, right? Like, they are going to have a pick inside of that top 10 to 15 where, you know, maybe two is starting to fall or maybe they're delusionally high on Herbert because he knows how to throw check down passes. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't wait till the season to talk to you about this stuff. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, oh, he's Herbert is he's yeah. really good at check down passes, which if you have Christian McCaffrey, is a, is a very important skill. Um, he, 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 has, he has some good traits, man. But I, I, oh, I know well, that, you well, I you're going to have to bring me back then because I will. I, I think he's one of the biggest busts since Jimmy Clausen. Um, <laughs> OK, uh, but I just think Carolina is just going to they need a Will Greer evaluation, right? Because they're going to be in the market for a quarterback. So I don't think that they're going to kind of just leave him out there with scrubs against the Saints. Look, the first game against the Colts was bad. I, I firmly acknowledge that. But, you know, DJ Moore was probably the entire focal point of that game plan. And he went out super early. So I, I kind of just think it's a situation where they need to have the playmakers around him to see what he can do. And so I think they're just going to kind of run this one out. Uh, so I, I think you get a full game of McCaffrey here. I don't think that there's any other play on the, on the Carolina Panthers that's even really considerable. Is there another Panther that's even in your pool? Uh, I have to check on Greg Olson's status. Is he playing? Last time I checked, it seemed like he was. Yeah, if he's I'm not play. interested. I'm not interested in him. But uh. no, no, I would been. I would have interest in Ian Thomas if he had sat. But looks like he's going to go. Okay. Um, and then on the so on the Saints side, I mean, we've been playing Michael Tom, or I've been playing Michael Thomas all year. It feels like he's just so expensive this week. Uh, Ninety nine hundred on DraftKings, and he's had a weird thing with a like a hand. He's already kind of broken the records and stuff for the for the season. Also, a better matchup on the ground, and I think Kamara and maybe even Latavius is a super deep play. Could be interesting here uh, versus the Panthers, just because of how good they've uh, been to opposing runners on 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 the on the ground. The Saints. I'm not. Too, I guess I'm not too worried about them doing any scoreboard watching in this one because you know they could be watching the Packers, and if they're beating the shit out of the Lions, you would think that maybe they could take their foot off the gas, but it's like they 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 still have a they would still have a lot of um they would just still have a lot of loose ends up in the air i i I believe with the 49ers and that game won't be until sunday night so i mean they're gonna have to go into this game and they're gonna have to win no matter what the packers do so with the saints are you gonna play any of these guys yeah on the ppr sites i mean michael thomas is just kind of like a cheat code um you know he you kind of just have to really consider him strongly every slate he plays um, Kamara is an interesting option. I'm not as wild about him just because I think Latavius Murray will get some work. I kind of think last week was the we're going to get Alvin Kamara the two touchdowns, get him in the end zone, get him the big game game. Now I think it's kind of more towards make sure we win the game and get towards playoff prep. So I don't think that he's going to be like the focal point. I would rather play Aaron Jones than Alvin Kamara for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent. All right. And I, I, by the way, Kamara, uh, at least on Fandle, I haven't pulled up projected ownership on DraftKings, projected to be higher owned, and I would vehemently disagree with that. Huh. You vehemently disagree with the fact that he is, or you vehemently disagree with the ownership projection? I, I mean, I can't say I've done, like, like, the ownership projection people are just better at it than I am. Like, they're just better at it. <laughs> I just can't imagine... I just can't imagine playing Kamara over Aaron Jones. You can't imagine the, the, why he would be that high owned. You're just you're not saying. That I mean, I can understand him. why it's a good matchup against a bad Carolina run defense, but when when you start looking at it in terms of what t- the team's motivations are, I think clearly Aaron Jones is the better has the more motivation behind him than Alvin Kamara does. I think so too. Even though especially not, if the Saints have to play next weekend, like they're not going to run him in the ground. Yeah, even he's not have to, and also just a, just much less of an much 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 less chance of getting 
of getting cucked down at the goal line or anything. I mean, Aaron's like, there's there's no Jamal Williams this week. There still is a Latavius Murray, and they use Latavius Murray and like for screen. They they use that guy in the passing game and stuff. They can put him in as a replacement for for Kamara for certain drives, and we've seen, and we've seen it happen. So, I I do I do certainly agree there. Let's see. What about um, Cleveland at Cincinnati? We have Cleveland here as three point favorites. Just the the the, the dog shit Cleveland Browns. It looks like Freddie Kitchens is going to get fired. Seventy three percent of the tickets on Cleveland here. Only 42% of the money. So if you're just looking at this, of all these games we've talked about so far, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a um, gambling expert. You know, I'm not here to give picks. I, I stay in my lane. But if you just want to follow what the money's doing in this game, I would certainly say that there's, there, there's, there, that there's big bets and there's sharp money here on, 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 on Cincinnati to cover this. Um, going sharply against public sentiment, which are the kind of plays that some – Sometimes people like to make. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, there's a 43 total in this one. I think on the Cleveland side, uh, you know, there's a lot of great matchups. I've always, I feel, I've always felt goosey about playing Nick Chubb ever since Kareem Hunt came back, and I feel like it's sort of paid off. It feels like a lot of that ceiling's been taken away, and they use Kareem Hunt just a ton down in the red zone and down on the goal line, even though Chubb's volume has stayed the same. There's no fucking way I'm playing any Odell Beckham or Jarvis Landry or any of this stuff like. I just I don't trust it. It feels like a Cleveland team that's quit. Whereas on the Cincinnati side, we saw that team. I mean, it was just the Dolphins last week, but I mean they played with some fight. Um, seemed like they played with a little bit of spirit, like they wanted to win. I I think that this lines up for Joe Mixon is a pretty good spot because we all freaked out last week with the um, down in down in Miami with you know he was shitting his pants and you know whatever we had dire. What did he have a stomach bug something? And we saw the videos of him coming out to the field where he looked really, really bad, and people didn't know where to stay on and whether to get off him. He still got the volume, and he, he didn't play as well. I feel like if he's back to being Joe Mixon this week, he, that, guy, that guy's running hard to prove that he needs more money and a better contract and all the rest of this stuff. If they're giving him volume against Cleveland, they just got shredded for, to the tune of almost five touchdowns by idiots like Kenyon Drake and stuff. I, I think that I, I, I like Joe Mixon here, and then I think John Ross at 4,500 is going to be a real popular play. What everybody's talking about from last week is the fact that he had more air yards in that game than any other wide receivers had all, all season. And um, I think that probably had a lot to do with the fact that they ran so many plays and they went into deep, deep, deep into overtime. So maybe a little bit. And of they were down a million points. Right. So, I mean, some definite nuances sort of needed there. But John Ross is going to be really popular. I don't have the – let's see. I can just look at quickly at uh, Chris Gimino's ownership projections over on Roto Grinders. But I'd imagine he's going to be – a lot of people find – you know, if we're paying up for a bunch of these running backs, you find yourself in these spots where you got to pay down – to the Steven Simses of the world, the Greg Wards of the world, the Justin Watsons. I just think that John Ross will be sort of in that mix, the Christian Kirks. I think John Ross will be in that mix with all those guys. How do you see the action playing out here in this one, Siege? I love Joe Mixon. He let the whole, he tilted the whole world last weekend with yep. the stomach bug thing, and then he yep. got the full workload and then just was bad because the game flow got away from him. Like yeah. I was so high on Joe Mixon, and I just – after thinking about getting off of him, I was like, no, like this is a fake report. He's going to play. He'll be fine. Like, don't don't overreact. And then he gets all the work and somehow doesn't get there against the Dolphins. So, like, if you faded him, he pissed you off because you had to rebuild all your teams. And if you played him, he pissed you off because he didn't do anything. And it's the perfect spot against Cleveland for a rebound uh, division game. Uh, this is his last chance to have a big game before he holds out for that new contract. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at Joe Mixon again. I love it. Yeah, what, any interest in John Ross? No, I just think he's really bad at football. <laughs> he's fast, though. Denzel Ward's fast, too, right? Denzel Ward's the Ohio State, you know, 100-meter champion from, from, from back in high school. He didn't like that's a yeah. slouch. Yeah, I, I, just, I, I just would rather – if John Ross beats me, John Ross beats me. No, so no John Ross, huh? Like, like not no, I would, I would much rather play Greg Ward Jr., Fair enough. All right, let's go on to Chargers at Chiefs. We have definite, definite, you know, motivations in this one and trying to figure out what the fuck Andy Reid's going to be doing. The uh, Chiefs, 45 and a half uh, total here in this one. The Chiefs is nine point favorites. Uh, all the money, all the, all the tickets are on the Chiefs. Gee whiz, 84% of the tickets, 79% of the money. A lot of people expect this thing to go under. 64% of the tickets, 66% of the money. 
So what do you think, Siege? I think Phillip Rivers is probably close to being done. He looks just so, so bad. It makes me worry about really any of these Chargers plays unless we're thinking they might be, you know, maybe in catch-up mode and we could see some kind of weird flyer, one-off kind of Austin Eckler play. I don't, you could feel different. You, you, there's always wild plays that you like. Um, are, are we sure? Are we sure Philip Rivers is going to start up this game? No, we're not. And he could also. I think. I think he probably will. It could be his last game as a Charger. He probably let him start. He could get benched though. But no, we're it's not. It's a road sure. game though. It's a road game though. If it was a home game, that's one thing. But would you be interested? Would you be interested in the tie god if he played? Yeah, I'd be all over the tie god if he played. <laughs> what is his What is his price? I don't even know. Like I, I, I he's, he's forty seven hundred on DraftKings. He would oh, be, he, oh, yeah, that'd be a that'd be a great pivot off the case Keenum's and stuff of the world, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I assume. I mean, I assume Philip Rivers will start, but I, I just kind of wish he wasn't going to. Um, and then with yeah, the Chiefs, like with I'm the not Chiefs, doing the Damian Williams thing. Don't don't try to talk me into the Damian Williams. I'm thing. not going to try and talk you into it. I'm not. Right. I mean, I, I, I think LaShawn McCoy and Darwin Thompson will be both active since Spencer wears out. And if I could, if I, they, they, they bring in Spencer Ware off the street and give him all the work. You know? It's like, what does that tell you about what they think about Damian Williams? But they never gave him any real money to begin with either. I never understood the Damian Williams love, but that's a conversation for another day. I, I just I, – I, I will go down if Damian Williams burns me. Go ahead. So – and I, just, I, I think other viable options have kind of opened up, right? But Yeah, if, like I'd play right call Armstead first for sure. I think so too. Um, so with the Chiefs, so what about Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Because there is value on the slate. You could pay up for a quarterback and tight end. The Chiefs are motivated because they can still get a first-round buy. But so – wait. Oh, so they're depending on the – Patriots so they need the Patriots to lose for them to get a first round bye so they'll be scoreboard watching if the Patriots curb stomp the Dolphins in, in Foxborough which they certainly should I guarantee you that Andy Reid's going to be scoreboard watching I just know it he's a guy that's very sensitive about putting his players in position to get swindled in, in meaningless games do you kind of feel that same way do you worry about Patrick Mahomes playing a full game yeah I can't imagine paying up for any quarterback that's not in a win must win situation well I mean they, they're going to start out the game in a must-win situation. But, but the, I, I mean, four quarters must win, like not in doubt. Like if they're down twenty-five, like he's still going to be chucking type of must-wins. Right, right. I know. Now I cheap guys, cheap guys are one thing, but I'm not paying up for a quarterback if there's like any risk at all of the guy not playing four quarters. What about and the here? There obviously Reaker. is. What about Tyreek or any of these guys? I don't think that many people are going to be on Tyreek because so many people are interested in playing Julio this week. Um, if you just look at the let me just see. I'll, I'll check and see what um, Jamino has him has him at. But I was looking on Fantasy Labs earlier, and Tyreek Hill seemed like he had a super duper low ownership projection. Do you guys have an ownership projection on him, Siege? Have you done uh, that like yet? Four percent. Yes. So Jamino has him at six. I thought I thought he was at like two to four percent over on Fantasy Labs. No one's going to be on Tyreek Hill. Um, are, I mean, you're a tournament guy. Do you play? Do you do you play him? I don't hate the idea. I, I'm not sure if he's going to make the player pool. Like, he's a guy that I could, I have on my list. I'm just not sure if he translates from the list to actually making a team. So no Damian Williams for you. No, you Kelsey's like, kind of interesting. Just kind of as the Chargers are pretty bad against tight ends, he could easily grab a, you know, six for eighty and a touchdown in the first half. Yeah, and we. Sh- I mean. Even though it doesn't, sh- it doesn't necessarily show up in, in, in a lot of the matchup stuff, some of the stuff that goes into our matchup tool at Roster Watch, like the Honor Henry, too, on the other side, the Chiefs have been giving up a bunch of receptions to, to opposing uh, tight ends. So he could, he could maybe be in play. But this game, I mean, I came into the week thinking I was going to want to play Mahomes and kind of stack this game and stuff. And as the week has gone on and I've seen how roster construction sort of goes, I'm, I'm, just, I'm beginning to come off it a little bit in terms of – that stuff, and also in terms of the possible motivation or lack of it. Um, all right, so let's just move on to the Jets at the – oh, golly, this shit. Just talk about a catch-me-up game. Jets at Bills, I mean, 36.5 point total. We, I have just, zero plays in this yep, game, yep, zero. Let's, let's just move on. Um, how about – so that gets us on to the Oakland at Denver game. Uh, we got oh, some Denver. noon games left, unless you missed one. On, I'm pretty sure we have one left. We do. So we. Oh, never mind. That's a three twenty-five game. Oh, 
God, one? I hate Week 17. You now you never know which games are in which time slots in Week 17. Like, well, there's seven I games. I assume Pittsburgh Baltimore was a noon game, but no, that's a late game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah seven late like games. Like, I love it. Seven and eight, 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 didn't eight, twelve games, four, seven. Oh, well, the NFL does this to us every year to get us all excited. Well, they, could, all, they, they could schedule games well, but they don't. It gives us the opportunity to to, to kind of make two slates out of this thing, though. You play play a lot on the early slate and then a lot on the on the on on the late slate if you're into that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I lo- I like the game split. It should al- it should always be like this. Dude, it's the it's the it's the fucking nut low, man. When you got to watch two goddamn games in the afternoon, I have no idea why they would ever do that to us. But so there's once a national TV game and they want most of their audience to see it. It's just like. Yeah, action action packed afternoon coming up. I'm not sure how action packed this game will be. Although there are some plays in this game I like. Oakland at Denver, a, a 41 point total in this thing. Denver's three point favorites. Sixty um, percent of the tickets on the under. Seventy eight percent of the money on the under here. So people thinking this thing could go under. The, like the, I think the Raiders are still clinging on to some sort of hope, but I'm not sure that they will. That whether they will have. The um, by the time the game starts, if it'll if it will still be, um, if it'll still be in play there for them, they they have to they have to have. I'm sure a whole it has lot. To do, it's like they're like, I know that ESPN gave them a gave them a. Well, I don't know what that. I saw some of ESPN, but I'm looking at Football Outsiders. It gives them an an eight an eight percent chance. Uh, if if they can get this done, so I guess they're going to play. You know, um, Josh Jacobs doesn't look like he's going to go, so we get DeAndre Washington again. Interested to hear if you're going to go him with some of this other uh, cheap. It actually models. isn't like it needs a lot of things to happen. It actually isn't that crazy though. Do you have the exact scenarios? I do. do. I pulled is? it up. Okay, so yeah, what is it's it? Oakland win, Pittsburgh loss, Tennessee loss, Colts win. And then they need one of Chicago, Detroit, Chargers, or New England to win. Well, the I good think, news is New England's on that list. I think the Tennessee loss could be a t- could be tough if Houston's going to sit everybody. But you think so. they're actually going to do that though? Yeah, it, uh, it feels like. I mean, we'll get to that game next. But, I don't I trust mean, Bill O'Brien one bit. Yeah, well, I shit. I mean, if you're asking me if I trust Bill O'Brien, the answer is no. <laughs> right? Just, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's a long shot, but like that's probably like the only leg that you're like legitimately worried about. But for me, I, I really like Drew Locke in this spot. Like, no, I, really love Drew Locke. I was going to say, man, I hate Drew Locke, and I and I and I like him here. You know, I can't. I, I, I not believe he has not gotten any buzz this week. This is a fantastic Drew Locke spot. Yeah, because you can stack him up with Cortland Sutton, who's one of my favorite plays on the whole slate. You know, and yep. just, you can kind of move on from. Move on from there. So that's you could the best. Really. stacked with Lindsay. I wouldn't even hate that. Yeah, or if you, I have if, no idea what I would run it back with on the on the Oakland side, though. But probably just I guess Washington. 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 But yeah. yeah. Well, but you see, you get all you you differentiate yourself because you're playing Locke and Sutton. You know, it's like you could you could play the good plays like if you're going to differentiate elsewhere for tournaments. And then I don't know on the Raiders who saw, like, is there anybody? I mean, Waller. I guess I'm just I don't just I'm not so finding myself in pretty tough to get to Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, like I, I almost I, rather like you could play Noah Font in your stack too. I love like, Fant, dude. Yeah, and, and then I, dude, honestly, man, before we got Goddard, I, I was I was almost hoping that we weren't going to get him because I knew in cash that it's just like my hand was just going to be forced. I was got like it's like if there's no hurts, I'm like I have to pay up to for Goddard, and so. I was kind of hoping not because I was kind of interested in playing Noah Fant here. So I love Fant. I love Sutton. There's no reason why I shouldn't really love Drew, Drew Locke as, as well. So I'm with you on that siege, and that's generally kind of take that I wouldn't really have <laughs> just because it's, it's – for one, it's kind of off the wall, and, and for two, I've just – I've not been a fan of Drew Locke as a prospect, but you got to give the guy credit, man. He's been – It shows you how bad Mizzou is as a program. They yeah. killed Kelly Bryant. Once I realized how, how fast they killed Kelly Bryant – I was like, wow, like maybe Drew Locke's actually just really good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows, man? It's, it's a creep, creep, and that, creep that Houston theory, but... game was one of the more impressive games I have ever seen out of a rookie. Yeah, that was dude. a complete domination. Like, forget it. Like, Houston could have gone home at the end of the first quarter. It was over. Yeah. And, and I mean, what, and then what happened with, with the Chiefs was completely predictable, right? It's oh, like, yeah. It was, a month, it was a blizzard. He had his ex-girlfriend in the, in the box. Come on. Yeah. Totally. All right. So also, uh, by the way, who the hell breaks up with a, a daughter of a 
NFL owning team, but whatever. The 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 uh, the quarterback won for the for for an SEC uh, football team in the in the only game in town, man. I, w- I would imagine. And and you know what, Drew Drew Locke's not not hurting for uh, any talent to, that he's dating. I, I if you look, no, at no, he, no, he's not. No, no, no. Drew Locke's doing quite well. <laughs> I, I was just pointing out that you have to have a lot of self confidence to uh, break up with a daughter that uh, whose dad owns the Chiefs. That's all. Yeah, dude. It, well, if, if if there's one thing that Drew Lock is, he's a cocky, cocky son of a bitch. <laughs> if, if you're ever around that guy, for sure. Um, all right, the Tennessee Titans at Houston Texans. This game is easy to you know easy to peg. The Titans have all the motivation in the world here. Six point favorites going down to Houston. It's a forty four and a half point total. Um, wh- Okay, so for the Texans, they're locked in to either the three seed or the four seed. So it's 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 cockamamie how it's going to. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs play earlier, so they'll if the Chiefs win, which we expect, then I don't. Do the Texans have anything to legitimately uh, gain? Here no, okay. So that's that's worrisome to me. Uh, Bill O'Brien, though you we we mentioned it earlier. Actually, I think the Texans are locked in either way. Well, I think it's it's between a three and a four seed. The Texans. Oh, what that, I that doesn't really was, matter in the AFC though. Well, you all you always want the higher seeding because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I guess, I guess you want the Titans. Or the Steelers over the Broncos or the Bills, I guess. But. Oh God! <laughs> the Steelers or the Bills? Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm not a huge Bills believer, but oh, but that's a that's a that's a right. Well, clearly right. I yeah, mean, I mean, you'd but, rather I mean, you'd rather play Pittsburgh for sure. That team is just like yeah. the walking wounded. So we have Deshaun Watson questionable. At least these last I checked, but I've been doing the props and all goddamn morning, and then the Roto Grinders showed like he's still questionable, right? Him and Hopkins still questionable, still it's still questionable. questionable. The whole team's questionable, and it sounds. I, I feel like we're going to find out what, uh, when they do the inactives what's going on here. Yeah, and so do you like Derrick Henry? Do you like Tannehill? Do you? I mean, I think I think this is AJ Brown needs I think eighty seven yards to get to a thousand this year. They've talked about how that's a big deal for them. I, I really like A.J. Brown. He was my favorite wide receiver in the class last year. I hated the landing spot, but, boy, Ryan Tannehill's just un- unlocked that guy. I don't think he'll be very popular, and he's a guy that if I can get down at one of my running back positions and maybe get down to a Sony Michelle or a Wyquell or if we get Malcolm Brown or if we get you know some of these other guys, I, I'm thinking about taking that savings and paying up from one of these cheapy wide receivers and get to AJ Brown. What do you think about this game? How do you think it'll play out? And you, can you get burned maybe by fading Derrick Henry here? You know, like what, just what do you think about this game, man? It's it's sort of a tough one for me to handicap, despite the fact that like Ryan Tannehill, he's expensive, but it's like he needs. Let me read you the incentives. Like I just I want to like the 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 incentives for him. So Ryan Tannehill. Uh, this is this is via the um, our guy Jamino that does the ownership percentages. So he gets he gets one million dollars if his rating stays above ninety six, which it will because he's currently at one sixteen point five. He gets two hundred fifty k if he gets up to twenty seven fifty passing yards, and another two hundred fifty k if he gets to three thousand. So basically, if he gets four hundred passing yards in this game, he's going to make himself a half a million dollars. And then he's also going to get two hundred fifty k by getting to twenty three touchdowns. So he'll need three more touchdowns to get there. Like there's a whole lot of he can make 1.75 million dollars in this game or no actually two, a, a cool two million he would need five touchdowns in this to get to a, a cool two two million but 1.75 by getting like 400 passing yards and three touchdowns I know it's not likely but I, I think he sure as hell maybe try for it um, I you, it all depends who's the quarterback if Deshaun Watson's at quarterback yeah I firmly agree with you if it's AJ McCarron, I think they're going to get up seventeen nothing and just run, run, and run, knowing that yep. Houston can never score. That makes sense. Like that I just, sense. and I, I'm out on AJ Brown. I think he could do much better, to be honest, because I don't don't see the incentive for them to really be airing this ball out a lot. I love AJ Brown. I'm going to. I understand that, but you sometimes you, you sometimes you got to know when to walk away. Yeah, I have a hard like, time. Like play him in cash. 
to like losing yourself one of Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, and then whoever the third back is in the name of getting AJ Brown is a massive mistake. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I was just I, I was toying around with maybe getting off one of those three. Those three with Zeke, Zeke, Aaron Jones, CMC, and instead of having to play the fucking Stephen Sims of the world and the you know the John Ross why? of the world. Why? Why does everyone hate these high volume wide receivers that are cheap? I never understand it. Why? Uh, well, I, I, I'll be. Steven Sims is going to make value, but why are you overthinking this? Well, let's move on to that game then. Washington at Dallas. We have the, the, everyone knows the motivation here. Dallas has got to win. Philly's got to lose. But Dallas is going to be going all out uh, because Philly's going to be happening at the exact same time as as they are. They're twelve and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, a forty six total in this game. Zeke Elliott clearly is one of the top plays on the board. He's got the best touchdown prop at minus two fifty of anybody. Uh, of, of anybody on the board this week, it would just seem like they're going to have to ride that guy and hope. You want to win a tournament this week? You want to win a tournament this week? You play fade Zeke and you play the passing game. Uh, see, well, I'm too, like, see, see, I've been playing that goddamn passing game, and I like I, Dak's not healthy. Have you He's, seen the Have you seen the Redskins injury report? Yeah. Oh, I mean, you you also oh they, they also ruled out um, Norman Norman since you've last probably looked at it. they are down seven defensive backs this week, and they didn't have any good ones to start with. Well, Dunbar was kind of good, but I think he's been out for a couple weeks. It's like it's, it's they're um, down seven. That means they're out their first string, their second string, and their third string. <laughs> I mean that is that's that's something. You, are you are you not worried all about Dak's shoulder slash? Finger. I mean, are you playing Dak? It sounds like you're playing Dak. I'm playing Dak. I'm fine. I'm playing Dak. I'm playing Gallup. I'm playing Cooper. The Redskins are just gonna. We saw the strategy against the Red of Washington or against the Eagles that Washington's gonna run. They're gonna load the box and they're gonna make da- and they're gonna make Dak throw and beat him deep down the field. Yeah, I've, Carson I've, Wentz just did all these checkdown things to Brandon Scott, but that is just not in the Dallas Cowboy playbook. Like those plays just don't exist unless Tony Pollard's going to be in there all the time, which I don't. I don't think there's no way Jerry Jones would ever let that happen. I don't. You know, yeah. you are die ganging. Like Zeke just doesn't do that stuff well. So for me, it's going to just be. It's going to have to be the passing game here. That's fair enough, man. I just I worry about Dak's shoulder. I mean, it's just I'm, I'm but, worried about it. But if, again, if they're that wide open, who the hell cares how hurt your shoulder is? You'll make the throw. Our model loves Dak, and I'm just wondering, is it like, I mean, the, the model doesn't know that he's kind of like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I've been struggling with it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're on him. I'll, I'll, I'll play Dak in some lineups. I, I, think it's, I think it's fine. I'm just, I don't think I could touch him in my cash game lineup. I'm, also, I'm just, Dak at home has been pretty good this year, too. Like, he quietly has some home road splits. Yeah, and I mean, so does Amari. Clearly, that, like that's been the case yeah. ever since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. So I, I mean, I can give and and Amari also one of these guys that feasts against bad corners. You know, he said he's such typically a the Redskins man. ones. Yep. So uh, that's giving me something to think about. So that's why we have you on here, Siege. Um, let's see. Let's go to the next one. Indy at Jacksonville. Oh, don't forget about Kevin Harmon, though. I, I want to give uh, Kevin Harmon. Oh, oh, wait, wait. We, yeah, we, we didn't talk about the, the, the Redskins at all. So, Steven Sims, Kelvin Harmon. I mean, Case Keenum's cheap. What do you think? I can't, I, I imagine, I can't imagine getting a Case Keenum in the spot just because Dak is super cheap and I can just get the Dak on the right side of it. But, and I, I do think Adrian Peterson is kind of like a little bit of a vulture in the red zone. Like, they just love giving him the ball, even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. But I think Steven Sims, you know, is for real give, without F1. Like, I think he's going to get the targets again. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure he's going to get two touchdowns, but we don't need two touchdowns. Like, I think he's going to get 10 targets and 40 or whatever he is, 4,700 for 10 targets. I mean, sign me up. He's kind of a good little player, too, man, isn't he? Like, yeah, I, he just, kind of I, is. If, if you watch him, he's kind, he's kind of good. So uh, I, I'm down with Sims, man. I, I played him last week. I plan on playing him again this week. And uh, if my lineup sort of – if my shell sort of stays in the same same way it is right now. Um, and then AP coming back to coming back to his, his – I guess not his hometown. He, uh, he's from Palestine, but close enough by there. Do you, you, like, you like him at all or – he gets he just he gets he gets so many touches, man. It feels like he's usually pretty safe, even though he's so old. 
I just I don't play Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, the other uh, – well, before we get into the other NFC East one, let's just knock out Indy at Jacksonville because I'm not sh- – you know, this is a five-and-a-half-point spread here. Indy's favorite, a 42 total. Doug Marone I saw just earlier. I saw the – Saw it scrolling on the TV. It looks like he's he's already been told he's going to get canned. Uh, hope they can. Dave called the Jaguars well. denied that for what it's worth, and they normally don't deny anything. Why would Marone come out and say it then? Or I guess Marone didn't say it. I guess Diana Rossini said that he said it. Um, that's weird, huh? Well, I guess we'll yeah, find- yeah. The Jaguars vehemently denied it, so which is kind of weird. Very interesting because okay. like they normally don't deny things, you know. Yeah, like they no. normally just like let things go so i took that as a weird denial like if you're gonna deny things like that's the really weird one to deny but uh, i think he's probably still candy yeah, i mean he's probably gonna be gone i, I just <laughs> yeah. i just was really surprised that like that's the one report they're gonna deny it like of all the ones they had like 25 percent of grievances didn't deny that one like didn't deny any of the other ones but the coach getting fired that we all know is gonna get fired that's the one that you uh draw the line on so with with Indy here, I think some people might play Marlon Mack just because of how bad the Jacksonville run defense has been and the fact they've given up. They're just a shitty team playing possum right now. Uh, I, I, I'm generally not one of these guys that, you know, plays Marlon Mack on DraftKings. Um, just, you know, doesn't typically catch the ball, you know, quite as much as I would like. I, I, did, have, I did have some teams last week with Marlon Mack and the indie defense that turned out to be awesome, but it wasn't because of Mack. It was because of that indie defense. Boy, that um, was the situation I got wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But the, uh, on, on, on Jacksonville, I mean, I, what, like, I guess you can play who you want. DJ Chark is really cheap, you know, now. Especially can I talk you off of Marlon Mack real quick? No, I'm I, no, you don't talk, talk, talk to listeners off because I'm not really on, but yes, talk, talk them off of him. I mean, he still has that hand that I'm not convinced is a hundred percent healthy. And this game means literally nothing for them. Like, I'm not convinced they're going to run him out there at all. Like, you can get, like, five or six carries, and then they just run Jonathan Williams because they can. Yeah, he's a, like, he's a legit – like, he has a legit shot to, to – to, Oh, and he went over 1,000 last game too, so there's no milestone. Yeah. And all the new, and all the new no huddle twists that Frank Reich started putting in last week, more conducive to having guys like Naheem Hines back there, et cetera. Like, you know, so I think that – I think that it makes sense to just to avoid Marlon Mack, but on the other side, Brightwell Armstead. It looks like we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna get our boy, man, The Rock from up there in Temple. I've I've been on this guy, and I've really loved him, dating back to his senior bowl practices. We've also, um, you know, his 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 agents were uh, cool enough to you know let us in for some of his workouts and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of this kid. I think he's a really talented player. I know that some will say they didn't catch too many balls at Temple, but I would just say to that, I'm like, if you've just seen him and the type of athlete that he is, I mean, the fu- this this motherfucker played as a like a he, as a rush linebacker for for Temple at times. He's just a, he's a football player, man. If you're telling me that he can't catch and that he's not going to be able to do it, yeah, if you go back and watch the Houston Texans tape and tell me he can't catch, like and or the Denver Broncos catch for that touchdown. He, like he's a shut good, up. He's 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 a really good just all like he's a ball player, man. Like he like he can catch. So I think he he's definitely catches. <laughs> and we know what the Indianapolis Colts defense does is you know they they run that they run the you know the cover two shell they run a whole lot of zone it's what Everflus does and they they concentrate targets to the middle of the field to the tight ends and to the running backs and uh, I think that Reichwell Armstead all it is is Reichwell Armstead and, and Divine Ogzigbo now that Leonard Fournette has tweeted that he's going to be out even though he's just officially doubtful um so are you on Reichwell this week and yes. what do you think about the game all right so yes, he's okay. yeah, he's really good at football. Of course, I'm going to be on him. Yeah, like and he's, he's a great good at, spot. Right. Oh, he's in a great spot. He's better than DeAndre Washington, personally for me. Like I just I think, think he's so better too. at football than me. Like I like DeAndre Washington, but I think Greg Corpson is just a really good player. Um, you know, I, another one of those best ball players. I had a bunch of that. You know, never, Fournette just never got hurt this year. So watch now him go off. So his price rises next year, and I can't pre I can't profit in best ball again. <laughs> You're always always betting on Fournette getting hurt. <laughs> <Just> siege. 
He's so injury prone. It's your favorite. He's so injury prone. You think that guy is so fragile, man? If you're not making straight, if you're not just making straight up bets with me about how many games he plays and stuff, you're you're fucking investing best ball. Time out. You you want to admit that I was on the right side of that bet that you you won Christian McCaffrey versus Leonard Fournette over a full season. That was two years ago, but yes, you were on the right side. I I was on the right side. I was the right side. Didn't win we anything worth a dang, but uh, oh. (laughs) <laughs> or that's not good. He's not good. I, I will die on this hill. He is not yeah. good. He, his last hundred yard rushing game was in week seven. It's been it's it's been a struggle, man. He's it's been, been shocked. A- I think about ten different weeks along the way too. It's just the usage, right? It's just the usage he gets, man. It's it's <sighs> just it's hard to it's hard to hard to deny. All right, we got well, we got. I think we only got like. Two, 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 three, uh, three, three more left. This one's, I mean, Philly at the Giants. Uh, a four, save that game for the end. That's the best game. Save that one for the end. Okay, fine. Uh, Let's do the boring Pittsburgh Baltimore game. Yeah, Pittsburgh Baltimore. So Pittsburgh minus two. We have uh, a 37 total in this one. We have Baltimore that's going to be resting everybody. We'll probably get RG3 for most of the game. Are, are you like. I think it's the entire game. Didn't they say that? Didn't they rule him out? Well, right, but there's there's been there there've been whispers that they want to get some action to Trace McSorley. So, um, oh. if it feels a little it feels a little preseasony with that, like Trace get, McSorley. Come yeah. on, has, oh, has yeah. anyone seen Trace McSorley play? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, oh. yeah. So they've been talking about there've been whispers of that. So um, I don't know if I'm on RG three. But you know, Gus Edwards becomes interesting. Justice Hill becomes interesting because there's no uh, there's no Mark Ingram. I can't see Marquise Brown playing in this game. It would just make no sense to me. So, I, what do you think about your boy Miles Boykin, Siege? I mean, I've played. I love Miles Boykin. I love him as a prospect. I love him as a as a person and a kid. And I've loved playing him occasionally on showdown slates. And there's been times where he's helped me out by getting these. You know, he's popped up for a touchdown here or there and stuff. It seems like a good spot to get maybe the Miles Boykins of the world a little bit of run here. Is that way too off the beaten path for even tournament consideration? For me, it is. Okay. I even just the, even, even the Notre Dame homer doesn't the, in the huge turn the multi entry tournament guy says no. So that's probably a little. I bit mean, too I'm not saying he's not viable. I just there's just like I would just rather play other options. Like I'm not like Baltimore just has nothing to play for. You know? Yeah. Like it's I just get it. it's just gonna be a mess. I don't think I want to play. And the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh defense side. is good, and like their offense is bad. Like, are they going to need to throw it all? Like, I just, I just have no interest in this game. Like, I, this game is a cross off for me. The, and the, here's the other thing: the Steelers are going to be motivated to win, and that defense is good. And so, if we get Baltimore backups versus a really good defense and advantageous def, an aggressive defense, right? And and the Steelers. Well, how much, how good of scoring position are these guys going to really be in through 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 this game, right? So that's maybe another thing on maybe any of these guys, right? It's like how much do you really love Gus Edwards plotting between the tackles with you know? I mean, I think is like isn't Marshall Yanda already out? And like there's 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 it's just yeah. I've just, I've 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 kind of talked myself off 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 of Baltimore even any of these kind of ancillary pieces that seemed like they were going to be good options earlier in the week. Um, okay. So if we're going to save, if we're going to save Philly for last, then I was, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you don't like this game siege because we're going to get Arizona at the Rams, a 45 point total. The Rams are six point favorites. What do you think? I mean, is, is, is McVay can't, they can't do anything. He said that he doesn't want to finish the season with a um, finish. You know, he wants to finish the season with a winning record. They're currently eight and seven, so he would finish eight and eight, which would be five hundred if they lost this game. But it would be much more of a disaster to lose Jared Goff or Todd Gurley or Aaron Donald or Jalen Ramsey, who's already been ruled out. To you know what I mean? To to an injury. Uh, What if we get Bortles versus Arizona, and like we could stack him with Josh Reynolds or something like that? I mean, I guess. You have no interest in that? I, I don't want to say no interest, but it's one of those things like, am I going to know that before? I don't know if we'll know before 30. I don't think we will. Oh, no. no and it's I like, and, we'll know before and at that point, like the teams I'll have left to make that kind of swap would be the, 
Drew Locke teams, and I'm not sure I'm going to want to give those up in the name of or on the other or on the other. But on the other side, though, we could have if we get word early that there's no Kyler and maybe it's Brett Hundley, you could make a Brett Hundley team and swap 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 to Bortles. Like a Brett Hundley team. Yeah, but that means I would have to potentially play Brett Hundley. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I mean, that that would definitely be the backdoor option for sure. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's not really team. much of an option, is it? No, I, I, do, I mean, do, well, do you know? Do you know who loves him? Is do you know who loves him? Is your boy Cardi? He has never seen Brett Hundley play a football game. <laughs> his, but, but but his projection system, uh, his projection system really. His projection really system needs to go watch Brett Hundley throw a football. Yeah, like Brett Hundley is not good, but if if, if his first not is a lot good is probably like the kindest thing. I'm not even sure his mom would call him that. Like <laughs> his mom, his mom would be nicer than that. Siege. Any any Christian Kirk interest or Kenyon Drake or any of these idiots? I mean, Larry Fitz last game ever narrative. Is it really going to be his last game? Like I don't he, think is so. He I think he's coming back one. We like because we we've said that for like the last three years, right? But, yeah, another good year, like. I kind of think if you're going to commit to like one year of Kyler, you're kind of committing to two, right? Sure. Oh yeah. I mean, well, it's not just Kyler. Unless it's it was Kyler just like a total disaster. It's this Kyler year, and it's, it's Kyler and Kingsbury and stuff. I, I I think you're committing to three. Yeah, kind of agree. And he's good enough to play. He, his role is he's got his role. They need to, they need more. They need an offensive line. If they get an offensive line, watch out. What if we get no 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 Todd Gurley? How do you feel about Malcolm Brown versus Rykel Armstead? I would much rather play right call Armstead. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, also Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, you people can have fun with that. I'll play right well. Well, that's what I was saying. It feels like earlier in the week we talked about Gus and Justice and stuff, but it's um, other other things have come along to – I agree, but I you know sometimes like once you get those things in your head, like you don't get them out. So the ownership oh, on those guests probably be too high. All right. Well, we'll get to the Philly at New York Giants game right now. But before we do, Siege – Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Let all the listeners know. Of course, I'd say they can find you on Twitter at the Siege DFS. Um, tell them about your Twitch streams. Like we, we we get a lot of listeners to this pod. We're so happy with how it's grown this year. We want to make sure if we can push any uh, any of them your way because I feel like there's going to be news breaking throughout the course of this slate. And you have some cool shit you're doing on Twitch, kind of up there to the last minute with the late breaking news and everything like that. So kind of introduce them to how they can find your content there on Fantasy Cruncher at Arbor Pro, et cetera. Yeah, so all, all of our football content is free over at FantasyCruncher.com. You can read it. All the articles are free. Everything's free. Um, if you want to check me out my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash the Siege DFS. Um, I do a midnight Eastern stream every Saturday night, so a.k.a. Sunday morning. And this week, I find I think that stream is going to be super helpful because I think that's when we'll have the litany of Schefter tweets about who's actually sitting and who's actually playing. Uh, but it's a great old time. We normally get about eighty people in there asking questions. We talk about the slate. So if you're up, if you're a late night owl building teams, uh, just hop on into the Twitch stream. And then I do shows on the weekdays, but the Midnight Madness show is the best one, really. Yeah, I'll be tuning in. I'll, I will be tuning in for it uh, tonight if I can get if I can get to. Get to my different travel travel destinations, but I it's, even being a being a dad of these babies, man, I usually don't find I usually don't find myself up by midnight. I think tonight I certainly will be though, so that'll be interesting to interesting to tune in and check out. And like like I said earlier, man, you guys go and make sure you go and watch that because Siege has a has a great grip on the slate and we're not going to have our radio show tomorrow where we go over this stuff. I'll try and answer any questions I can on the site and stuff like that or on, or on, or on Twitter. But, um, this is a big, big, this is the biggest week that we've had as far as news. And so whenever this news comes in, a guy like Siege is really going to be able to help you with it. And you'll be able to bookmark that Twitch stream for, I, you're going to do it for basketball and, fu- and fucking baseball and shit too. Right. Siege. I'm sure you'll continue for the other sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. We'll be doing stuff for basketball and baseball too. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Nice. All right. Let's get on to the final game here. We have the, uh, what did we say? The other NFC East game we were going to go to, the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the New York Giants. The Philadelphia Eagles are four-point favorites here. 58% of the tickets on the Eagles and 63% of the money. 
We have a 45-point total here with 60% of the tickets on the over, only 43% of the money on the over. So, Siege, you said you think it's the best game of all. I just wonder, like, does that mean you're playing a bunch of Carson Wentz? Because I'm worried about the fact that it seems like his receiving weapons are just really kind of lacking here. Um, Greg Ward is awesome. Do not besmirch Greg no, Ward no, I, Look, I, Dude, I, I've said it. People on this pod are going to be laughing because I'm the, I, I come on here talking about the fact that I've loved Greg Ward ever since I've seen him in like the fucking high school, like all American practices and stuff. Like I've loved him as a, I've loved him at Houston. I've loved him as a, as a San Antonio, uh, whatever they were, the San Antonio commanders down there for the AAF. Like I, I, I think that Greg Ward's a, a G, but it's just, man, no Ertz. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is, I still think he's going to be good, and I think that the people who are bailing on him will be, will look silly at, at some point, but he's, he's not good this year. I mean, is, is, you think, do, you, do you like the Eagles here? I mean, like what? I like Greg so, Ward. I like Greg okay. Ward to get 10 targets, six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. I am all about the Greg Ward show. If Dallas had done anything last week, it would have been the Greg Ward show last week, but they just couldn't ever move the football, so they didn't try to throw. The Giants were going to put up points. He he wasn't a horrible play last week. No, he was fine. He was four for 71. Yeah. So Yeah, like it wasn't terrible, but like it wasn't great. But I think I think he could be great. Like I was all in two weeks ago. I was all in last week. I will be all in again. 